Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come, Come Through, Through Queen. Queen. This is episode ninety-two. And you know what? It's okay to be gay and a little feminine. Just be you. Just be you. Hi, Brendan. Thank you, Ramona. Thank you, Ramona, for giving us that uh, little push we need to <laughs> to carry on <laughs> to get through the next day. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Were you ready for some football? Oh, I f- forgot all about the I Super Bowl. <laughs> I watched it um, with a bunch of heads at my apartment. You watched the game? Well, yeah, I had... Uh, you were yeah. watching the commercial. Well, actually, I was because I had to for work. I know. It's like, that's my... Mm-hmm. Ever, every Sunday night in the winter, I'm doing yeah. something for work. Sure. Did you watch? Uh, I was busy beating Grand Theft Auto mm. Five. And then we tuned in for the halftime show. And that was pretty much that. I mean, give us Dua Lipa. The halftime show sucked. We ban heteros from the halftime show. We immediately followed the halftime show with Dua Lipa's Saturday Night Live performance. Which wasn't great. No, I watched it was great. It, no, so. I watched it on um, Saturday night after you abandoned me on Grand Theft Auto. And I turned off during the middle of New Rules. <sighs> Because it was it was rocky. I heard she recovered for the next performance, but I was like, eek. I thought both were great, but homesick was amazing. Okay. Um, I'm homesick. I'm tired about talking about Dooley, but... Okay, so sure. let's jump into the news. <clears throat> uh, so Mike.com published the story about the history of Real Housewives drink throws. The throwing of a drink on a Real Housewives show. But guess what? We wrote it. <laughs> so if you haven't already seen it, I mean, we, we pretty much promoted it everywhere your eyes would land. 
But if you only listen to us, this might be the first time you're hearing about it. Yeah. So run, don't walk to Mike.com slash hype, which is like their entertainment section and tune in. Yeah. Um, and we've heard some feedback that we didn't include anyone from the international shows. And just to talk a little bit about our stance on those is like, we're not against them. But I want to be for them. I just don't have a place to watch them. I don't have a place to watch Melbourne, which I hear is the best. Yeah. I also sort of stand by, like, the true Housewives canon is Housewives that are acknowledged with a reunion by Andy Cohen. Yeah, I would imagine, like, tuning into their reunion would be very jarring. Yeah. Because, like, who does it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll uh, never know. Unless Hulu uploads them. But I don't think we missed... <clears throat> Any drink throw. We have 15 there. If we miss something, let us know. Because we know you guys, if anyone, will know the answer to this. And we were pretty, like... Generous. Generous with a drink throw. Like, we called Teresa's table flip a drink throw. Technically, she just used the table as a vessel to throw drinks. Exactly. Um, And we didn't limit it to just wine glasses. Mm. There's a few water bottle throws. Teresa throwing one at her brother. Um, Sheree throwing one at Bob. Exactly. Uh... But we do want to thank Evan Ross Katz mm-hmm. for inviting us to take this on. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have some more fun deep dives in the written form in the future. Yeah. So let's deep dive into what's going on with Mario Singer. Some late breaking news. Yeah. Um, so this was reported by Page Six. <laughs> the paper of record. Uh, yes. And it's a doozy. So what goes around comes around especially for Ramona's, Ramona Singer's ex-husband. A source told Page Six on Wednesday that Mario Singer dumped his mistress-turned-girlfriend, Casey Dexter, mm-hmm. after using a hidden camera to catch her <clears throat> having an affair in their West Palm Beach, Florida home. Mm-hmm. And we all know that's important distinction. Yeah, because West Palm Beach is not Palm Beach, yes. as we learned on Real Housewives in New York. So Casey met her new man in November, and Mario found out about Wait, her tryst. It says Mario sixty four, which is funny to us gamers. Ah, oh my god, yes! <laughs> us in the gaming community know that Mario sixty four is a very important title. Um, but Mario, comma sixty four, found out about the tryst on Christmas. Casey and Mario first got together in two thousand thirteen, while Mario was still married to Ramona, and they split in twenty fourteen, and the divorce was finalized in twenty sixteen. Mario told Casey he'll never marry her or have kids with her, so she fucked up, our source told us, claiming that he emotionally abused her and told her that she's only good for fake tits and fake lips. The source also claimed that Mario had physically abused Casey in the past, fracturing her hand during one altercation. Oh, jeez. So once Mario discovered the affair, she woke up one morning and there were eviction papers on her door. He gave her 30 days to move out, but she didn't want to go anywhere because it was her home. Uh, Mario called the police on Casey on February 1st after he returned from New York and found her still residing in their oceanfront home. Uh, so the police showed up. There was nothing physical, blah, blah, blah. But uh, she's now applied to new apartments. She's living out of bags. And that's that. I have a few things. Okay, so West Palm Beach, the Palm Beach area... Sounds like, like, is it just direct people who live in West Palm Beach also live in New York? Is that like the thing? Because yeah. we've seen Lou's saga. Yeah, Lou. I think, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jill has a house down there. Yeah. I think in Boca Raton, which I think is all near each other. Yeah, I mean, Siggy's popping down <clears throat> there. 
My second thing is, so I've been friends with Mario Singer on Facebook for like <laughs> a long time now. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember like last year or something, I like, I pop in every once in a while with him just to see what's going on. Okay. He doesn't update much, but like he had a couple years ago changed his Facebook status to in a relationship and there was this long mm-hmm. thing of comments, yada, yada, yada. And I had found Casey's like comment on that. Okay. That was like, love to love you, baby, or something like that. So the first thing I did when I read this news was go back and see if the comment was still there. It's not, and it appears that she is off of Facebook completely. Ooh, she's purged. Yes. Interesting. Well, I think the moral of the story is karma's a bitch, so Ramona Singer doesn't have to be. Do you remember when Ramona confronted Casey or something in the street or something? That sounds familiar. Like, I think we talked about it on this broadcast um, Mm. years ago. Well, we've only been doing this podcast for two years. (laughs) So that would be years ago. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Unfortunately, this will probably not play out on our television screen since it's not like a Peter Thomas moving around with an an ex. What if like down the road, Ramona returns? Tomorrow? Yeah. No, I hope not. I mean, I hope not too, but what? I mean, like, even in Mexico... They were still talking about Mario, remember? On those lawn chairs? No, no, no. Please. She's been on Love Connection. (laughs) She's looking for love. She has many dates. And that's that. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Atlanta Blind Items, Bethany and Kyle on Watch What Happens Live, a little taste of Bethany and Frederick, and our regular shows as well. So stay tuned. back from outer space and we have some atlanta gossip from our girl tamara tamara no it's tamara tattle i know someone who spells her name like that and it's tamara oh really yeah my coworker. what's the a like a silent day yeah i think some people call it i don't know i think the way tamara barney spells her name is white trash white frankly Okay. Well, did you have something else to say about this before I get started? No, I was going to say, we don't usually bip into blind items often, and this is a blind item, but it's it involves the law, which we have a resident mm. lawyer in the room who can put on his lawyer hat. But it also involves, like, the behind-the-curtain stuff about these shows that we enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff. So, the blind item pretty much addresses three ladies in Atlanta who are trying to get the most money. (laughs) And apparently the rumor goes that when the show first started, they pretty much all used the same attorney to represent them in negotiating their deals with Bravo. And it wasn't Phaedra Parks, Esquire. And it wasn't Phaedra Parks, Esquire, because she wasn't in the show to begin with. Mm. Uh, it was Nini and Kim who apparently use the same lawyer and obviously their stars have risen in different ways and Nini was pretty much the matriarch of the show for the longest time. She has what's called the most favored nation clause in her contract, which means no one could be making more per episode than her. Mm -hmm. But the key point is per episode. Okay. Which is why... 
we're not seeing her every episode. Okay. So she technically is making most per episode. But others are doing more episodes than she is. So Candy, who has a different lawyer, has probably the best deal. Because she's in every episode. She's making money there. And then apparently she gets like first look for pitches, specials, spinoffs. Well, Bravo throws her a spinoff every year, oh, it yeah. seems. There's been so many candy spinoffs. Like, remember the candy factory? And we're just waiting for... I mean, no, the candy factory is one thing. Remember no. when they went on a ski trip? No, I'm talking about... There was a show, like, wasn't it called the candy factory? Yeah. That was like a music competition oh, yeah, yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, but like, that at least makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Like, just following Candy, Todd, and like... The fam. Well, at this point, trip. that makes more sense to me because they're they'll follow them anywhere. Okay, but like we're waiting for like a Vanderpump Rules esque. Oh yeah, we're waiting for Old Lady Gang. Yeah. Uh. So, and then she gets executive pr- producer credits apparently on those spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I haven't double checked that, but I believe it. Tamara. I think the thing that I think to just tangent real quick. Okay. I think that Vanderpump Rules worked so well is because we only knew Lisa and we didn't know anyone else mm-hmm. when we went into it. We already know every player in Atlanta. Like, I know, but so the cast would be Candy and Todd as the Lisa role. Then we got the three OLGs who are their own unique spin on the, the take. And then we would also have youngins. Like yeah, but- a hostess, a, a server, da-da-da-da. Yeah, I just feel like it's already too much. So anyway, Kim, as we both know, has not been in every episode as well. Mm -hmm. Because she's also getting paid a lot. Apparently not as much as NeNe. However, NeNe doesn't have a spinoff. Right. Kim has a spinoff. So at the end of the day, Kim's making more money than NeNe. Because I Dream of NeNe flopped. Yeah. So while while NeNe might be making the most money Mm -hmm. out of these girls per episode, she's getting the least amount of money. Okay. And this is all allegedly. This is all allegedly. But, like, we've reported fake news before, and it's actually (laughs) been fake. (laughs) Like, this has a ring of truth to it. I guess. And we've talked about this before. Like, why are they, like, popping up every other episode? I hate that. Like, commit or don't. It's so annoying. Like, Nini, sorry, Fashion Police was canceled. What if Ryan Murphy's not hiring you? But also, like, they couldn't reach a deal where they're in every episode. Like, this is Bravo's biggest show. Yeah, I don't know. Also, do you think, like, every time a new Ryan Murphy venture is announced, Nini's, like, so pissed that she's not in it? Because there's so many now. I know, there really is so many. Like, he just announced something new on Netflix, The Politicians or whatever, with, like, Barbara Streisand. You know, I think Nini needs a more comedic platform and a lot of ryan's stuff has not been comedic recently right so maybe this thing the politician one will be right for her she'll share the screen with barbara (laughs) gwyneth ben platt broadway legends barbara streisand and nini leaks yeah (laughs) multiple broadway shows nini leaks i don't get ben platt i like don't understand it the girls out there love him though because of that cast that he wears (laughs) Just because he's, like, so sensitive. (laughs) Same. Um, Um, So that's that. Okay. Let's talk about Watch Robins Live. And last night, Watch Robins Live served us one of my favorite formulas, Mm. a housewife with another housewife from a different city. 
So we. But not only that, two BFFs. I wasn't buying the whole like, oh, we're BFFs gag until until I like I've seen all the recent stuff with them like hanging out all the time. Until I saw them arm in arm at Kyle's wedding in a photo mm. that they posted. See? I was like, oh, this is real. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's easy to have a couple of photos from like 30 years ago, but like arm in arm at the wedding, the white yeah. wedding dress on. Yeah. It's real. So there are a few little gems that we'll go through from this episode. First of all, Andy and Bethany were so thirsty for this like Philadelphia Eagles player who was the bartender. He had no idea who he was, where he was. I mean, he was a babe for what it's worth. He was. Um, he hadn't gotten any sleep. He was drinking. He's probably been partying yeah. since they won the fucking Super Bowl. The drink was probably just like leveling him out. If He's anything. probably like wondering why he isn't the one sitting in the chair after winning the Super <laughs> Bowl. Like, could you think of that? Listen, <laughs> the rules in Bravo land don't apply. But there was a lot of really funny banter because Andy was really into him. And then like Bethany was too. And I feel like this side of Bethany doesn't often come out, mm, but she was like a thirsty side. She was like thirsty. Well, we'll get to that in Bethany and Frederick a little later. Okay. But continue on. Um, another cute little gem was they Andy did his thing being like, oh, well, we have a picture of like before you and Erica were housewives of you two together, of Kyle and Erica. Yeah. And it was like this picture of Kyle and someone who is allegedly Erica Jane at a Fit Perez, which is like... Prez Hilton's, I think he tried a fitness blog for a second, mm. um, Christmas party back in like 2010. This picture is a fright. Erica has like, I, I don't know if Mikey wasn't in the picture yet, like as a stylist, but like she has come a long way as far as like her personal style goes. Yeah. She was very... Uh, this is... I don't want to say that this isn't like me trying to be offensive or talk about like how do i no never mind i'm not even gonna go come there. on give it to us it's like it reminded me of like you know when people go out on halloween in like their first time in drag well no i'm just gonna go down the same yeah. road as you listen the drag queens we know and love all started somewhere right at the end of the day I think oh, you're Erica, all born naked and the rest is dry. I think Erica acknowledges that she, Erica, that Erica Jean mm-hmm. persona is kind of like a drag queen. Right. Yeah. She's so said that, I think. This was like year one drag queen. I need to like look and see how long she had been performing in clubs at this point. But like also like we're in a new generation. That was early in the social media mm-hmm. landscape. We're in a new generation. Um... Mikey was back then helping Gretchen Rossi, so hadn't yet made it over to Erica. Still with the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> he had a whole troop yeah. to worry about. So. I don't know, yeah. It was, was just like, everyone was like, is that even her? Yeah, I like wasn't even convinced. Like a darker hair color. She looked taller than. She looked like 10 feet tall. Yeah. Next to Kyle. Anyways, but the the gem clip <sighs> comes, and I think we should actually play like the yes. whole clip of um, Bethany talking. Bethany was asked a question about um, has she seen Jill since the funeral. So let's go play that clip now. Yes, I and went over to her house. I took my daughter out of school early to kind of 
just explain to her what sitting Shiva was and, you know, a little bit about just death and the way that you kind of support someone. And we went over to her house. And no one was there except for Jill and Allie. I was actually there before Jill got back. She was going to the bank, probably to cash all Bobby's checks. He left her. But she, she, was, um, she was coming right back, and I surprised her. And we had a nice conversation. And she said to me, the first thing, she walked in and she said... Bobby, I begged Bobby to fix it. Fix it with Bethany. Call her. Fix it. And Bobby, who said never said no to her, said, no, Jill, you have to figure it out yourself. You have to learn the lesson because you, you were wrong. So it was amazing that she kind of said that to me. And we had a really nice conversation. It was nice to hang out with Allie. It was nice for Bryn to meet Jill. It was all really nice. And I knew it was making her feel really good in a very difficult time. So it felt really just positive. She was coming back from the bank, cashing all of Bobby's checks that he left her. When we first watched this, Dan Dan often says, like, oh, I'm screaming or swinging from the chandelier or, like, jumped out of my chair. This time he, like, actually jumped out of his chair. But I... I mean, I was in a catatonic <laughs> state for a moment, and then my body shook violently. I have a few thoughts. I think this is Bethany's attempt... At first I thought it was, like, a malicious comment. And then, as she continued speaking... I think this might be a little bit of her attempt to get on like that same old humor friendship level that she was with Jill back then. Mm. Like a little bit of like uh, one of those like digs that she might have gotten away with back then. But in this situation, it was a little jarring to hear because she was talking about teaching um, Bryn about sitting Shiva. She took Bryn out of school regarding someone who died, who Bryn had never met, then pulled a scary island to the next level by showing up in her house un- unannounced and uninvited. Um, Hi. But I bet you 1,000% it was the best day of Jill's life in like the past year or so. You know what? Like this sounds like something that would have been on camera, but we know it's not because Bryn was there. Right. Which is disappointing. Do like think- how did we not get this? I know, but I sort of like, I think Bryn being there is like Bethany's, the biggest thing that Bethany can do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To show Jill that she's there for her. It's like Bethany bringing, like, a pot of gold. It's like, here is... It's okay. So to go back to their big fight and, like, all Bethany ever wanted was a husband and a kid. And that's, like, was the crux of, like, what Jill felt she was missing out on Mm. when Bethany got pregnant. Like, do you remember her, like, crying over that? Yeah, yeah. Bethany bringing Bryn to meet Jill is, like, the... Biggest vine, grapevine. Yeah, that olive branch. Olive branch. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest grapevine. It could make hundreds of bottles of wine. Um, but no, like, don't you think? Yeah. No, I'm totally on board with you. Like, and this was this was hidden, not even in the regular Watch What Happens Live episode. This was hidden in the um, after show. After show. Yeah. But I think Bethany's. Being really coy about a lot of these things. Yeah, she's trying to throw us off the scent. The Jill stuff, but I think the Bryn part of element of this is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that 
So there was a false alarm of the weekend where we thought that an interaction that Ramona and Jill were having on um, social media meant that Jill was, our wish was coming true and that Jill was joining the Roni woman on um, a trip. A trip. But no, Ramona is actually part of like a group of Jill's girlfriends, like 20 of them. Who the Upper East Side girls. Yeah, like some familiar faces are popping up in these Instagram stories. I'm sure like lot, like the Liza Minnelli girls up there. It's like it is all the women who are always at um, Ramona's luncheons. Mm. But um, they all brought Jill over to Marrakesh. Yeah. But so, we thought it was going to be. Like Dorinda was home. Yeah. Uh, watching the Super Bowl. Bethany's here on Watch What Happens Live. Carol was with Rajana this past mm-hmm. weekend. <laughs> she was. Uh, it's just really... And I have... Okay, not to dwell on New York too much, even though we know it's my favorite subject. Um, I was thinking about it, and I think... I wonder if they're just going to like drop the formula a little bit in New York this year, because so much has happened. Mm. Like where they can't really, they can't really have like this big trip if they want to include Lou necessarily, and like they might not like have like a rap party. What if they all just like it ends with them all like at that spa, like hugging it out or something? I know you would dislike that, but think about it. So much has I, happened. I think they're still filming, even after like a international trip from Ramona near the end of the season. Yeah. That- but it's not like Ramona's, like, leaving her job. Like, she doesn't have another job. I know. But, like... Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep our eyes out on their social content to see if, like, they come together for, like, a quick, like, little dip down to Florida or, like, something in Mexico yeah. or, like... And, I mean, this is February. Like, we're likely premiering in two months. Yeah. So they can wrap it together oh, is what you mean. I can't wait. I know. It's, like, all, it's all I live for. All I can think about. <laughs> We're sick. The two things that bring me excitement right now are RuPaul's Drag Race and the thought of <laughs> New York filming. <laughs> I have to add one thing to that, which is the perfect transition. Vanderpump Rules. Every week oh, yeah. has me truly swinging from the chandelier. Didn't you want to talk about Bethany and Frederick? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just dip our toe quickly in Bethany and Frederick. Number one, it's canon, guys. It is. Like, Brennan, if you're missing New York so much, this will whet your appetite. Okay, I'm not standing against Bethany and Frederick. It just aired last night and I didn't have time. (laughs) Okay, number one, Carol bops in in episode two. Is this going to be a regular thing? What does Carol do? They're talking about their rules regarding, like, sex and BJs and dating. And Carol comes in with, like, the expert advice? They're just, like, sitting outside eating something or having a dessert or a cup of coffee. I can't remember. Okay, so the commercials for Bethany and Frederick look really stressful to me. I mean, there's a lot of screaming, a lot of house renovations. (laughs) The other thing that I'll sell you, number two, it's like a little, it's like a little shark tanky. Like they're negotiating things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to give this percentage. No, this is my amount. Da, 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 da. For that reason, I'm out. Mm. 
So I like, wonder if Lori will pop up. And and Bethany apparently is going to be in the finale of Shark Tank too. I know. I heard that. Number three. Remember Bethany's like BFF from before Bethany Ever After and then during Bethany Ever After? Mm-hmm. That like brunette girl who's like a little shorter than her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She pops up as like Bethany's consultant, maybe attorney. So like sort of like the Ivanka Trump from The Apprentice. Yes. It's like, but it's also like bring something back from Bethany's past. Right. Because we haven't seen her. Like, I think she showed up once in New York in the background of the season. I, yeah, I think, I want to say she, like, showed up um, when Bethany returned and Bethany went to Miami to, like, say hi to her, like, mm. uncle or something like that. You might be right. And, like, they had, they always have, like, a drink in Miami together because that girl might be based there. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, that girl's here. Mm. And then I just like the whole real estate aspect of it like look at this closet no i don't like this closet mm-hmm. let's rip up this wall-to-wall carpeting this and, that, and also the episodes are a half hour each so it's not a full hour it's two half hour episodes oh interesting so you can like divvy it up as you see fit okay well we want like there's no reason for us to recap it yeah there's nothing there's show. nothing to like but recap take a gander Take a little time. And it'll probably be ending right around when like New York is starting or something. We discussed this last night. And they're, since they're airing two episodes a night, that is throwing me off. Because mm-hmm. I would only picture this being like 10 episodes max. Okay. But if it's five weeks, New York's not back in five weeks. True. Because we would have a trailer next week. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> Okay, now it's time for the other third thing to live for in 2018. Mm-hmm. Vanderbump Rules. I cried this episode. I teared up. Definitely. This is, yeah, it's the best show. It honestly. And you know, you th- like, compared to, to the Housewives shows, we'll get like a great Housewives show. And then a filler episode next week. Right. This is no filler. There has not been a split second of filler. Guns a blazing. There was like an annoying... Did you read that like annoying BuzzFeed article being like, this show's so bad, everyone's so awful on it, but we're watching it anyway. No. Or like something like that. I wouldn't even give it a click. (laughs) Well, that existed. And I just thought it was like such an annoying take. It was like, yeah, you can like act like you're better than these people, but like... All of them have aspects of you in them, baby. Mm, mm, like, mm. at their core. It's like not liking what you see in yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Stasi is sitting down with James, hiring him for Lisa's Beverly Hills Lifestyle event. Is so that yeah, the name of the magazine? Be- Beverly Hills Lifestyle, which, bear with me. But before these, like, owners who were in the situation with the speeches that mm-hmm. was going on, didn't Lydia, wasn't she the editor of this magazine when no. she started on OC? Really? Correct me if I'm wrong. You might be right. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure this was Lydia's magazine. And she was run out of town and had to create Noble Gentlemen? I think so. <laughs> or they sold it or something like that. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm... 
it's like something that I believe in my brain of brains. Because they're both the same kind of magazine. It's like rich people problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love I love to see a Stasi and James interaction. Oh, wait. You're right. I know. I'm like I have a really good memory. Doug and Lydia both used to work at Beverly Hills Lifestyle magazine. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Because I think, like, if I think back to that time, I think back then there was the connection or a mention or something of Lisa Vanderpumping on the cover or, like, something back at, the, at that period. And I think that was, I don't know. Nobody's talking about this. Except my brain talking to itself. Yeah, wake up, people. Yeah, wake Come up, on. sheeps. Um, but yeah, that's, like, the genesis of it. And now Lisa is the editor among, like... She's got a thousand jobs. I know, but this is the perfect next spinoff. A like teen, like a Hills Teen Hills. Vogue esque. There was that show um, that ran on E like a year ago. Cosmo, so Cosmo. Girls. Yeah, yeah. I watched a couple episodes. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was like so, a like, little too close to home. But this is this is it. I give us a magazine spinoff. But like this isn't this this magazine has two people on staff like. <laughs> No, honestly, like, this is one of those magazines, all, all they do is hire freelancers, and, like, that's it. It's not like there's, like, a bustling staff that's, like, in an office every day. Mm-hmm. Hire us. <laughs> Why us? I mean, we're just out there, you know, writing the important work that needs to be written. Oh, my God. You have gotten, like, it's <laughs> written one thing. Um, okay. So, Sazi's meeting with... Was his face, James. Well, yeah, because Dossi now is a party planner for every party that Lisa throws, which I love this new thing. Yeah. Love it. Saucy says, James, you can bring your boyfriend. <laughs> and she repeats it 25 times. Stassi is not a good person, as we know. This and, episode and as we will really get to. <laughs> drags her down. Um, but, like... It was funny. I'll admit that made me chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And James was just like getting so antsy and fancy. (laughs) Also, this was a blip in the radar, but the three boys from Yuli, Florida were coming into town. Mm -hmm. The Schwartz triplets. They are triplets, right? Yeah. They're from Yuli, right next to Amelia Island, Florida, where I spent a lot of time as a youth. Yes, 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 yes. And... Katie and Tom Tom are buying them suits. Like, I don't... Uh, it didn't make sense to me, like, why they were buying the clothes they were buying. Like, are they going to bring them back to Yuli and, like, sit around in, like, a three-piece suit? And then, like, Tom was getting a little too into it. I didn't like that. But I did like the scenes where it was, like, Katie... Who was it? Katie, Tom, and James just all together? The three of them? I don't remember that. Like, Katie Sandoval and someone else. And I was like, oh, this is, like, an odd... Pairing. Thruple, but Thruple. like it like works because I guess I always view as like Kate Katie as against all the men. Mm, yeah, because she's very deep in the coven. Yeah. But I I did chuckle at Schwartzy saying she's no longer tequila Katie, she's chamomile tequila. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Katie Redemption episode. I 
after watching this episode, I literally wanted to go out into the streets and fight for Katie's honor, which we'll get a little more into because um, we also have some thoughts from the the fucking Madam Cleo, Miss Cleo of Katie's. Katie Maloney. Yeah. Like Pichlarm will be calling in shortly. Yeah. As part of the Maloney sandwich army. Stop. But before we get to that, Katie brings up the fact that Schwartz is the king of leaving fallen soldiers around the house. And fallen soldiers, for those of you who don't know, is when you open up a beer, you mm. drink a little bit of it, put it down, forget about it, and then go get another one. My uncles and aunts are all like this. Or like, it's not even like they forget about it. It's like they let it sit too long and it gets warm or they're just like really picky about the temperature of their beers. But it happens all the time on our family vacation. That's why we go through so many, so many beers. Every New Year's Eve party that we have, the amount of fallen sol- soldiers that we find baffles me. Because I, as you can see here with this wine glass, will finish a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I have to say, I guess when you're, like, super drunk, you may put it down and then forget where forget it was. Forget about it, yeah. Yeah. So that makes but sense. But are you finding, like, beers? Or are you finding, like, Everything. like solo um, cups? Solo cups. I mean, well, yeah, not... that's like having a party. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we get to a, a multi-scene arc of Stasi's podcast. Yes. And... It all centers around Billy Lee. So Billy's going to be a guest. Stassi requested this based off of her performance at Pride. Mm-hmm. Her speech? Yes. And before Billy goes on, we get a flashback of Ariana dragging the shit out of Stassi. Oh, my God. Which was amazing. She said, you better go on there and school Stassi's ass on privilege. <laughs> Which reminded me how much I love Ariana. Woke Ariana is something else. Woke Ariana is my favorite Ariana. Isn't she always woke Ariana? Yeah, but there's different... We've seen different pieces of Ariana. Mm-hmm. We've seen, like, sexless Ariana. We've seen, like, oh, these boys Ariana. <laughs> we've seen... Team Lala Ariana. Yeah, I liked that. Um, My least favorite Ariana, though, is Sheena Apologizer. Oh, yeah, same. Like, Sheena can get off the show, for all I care. Yes. Um, I like seeing a new character having to play the game between, like, everyone. Yeah. Um, Billy Lee. And spoiler alert, Billy Lee, I think, is having, like, an ever-growing presence on the show. On page six... She talked about the fact that we're going to be seeing her dating on the show as well. Did she say that in page six? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Interesting. Um, yeah, so bring on more Billy Lee. Yes. So they have their podcast interview, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Later. The best, about, the best about all that was the extended clip they played of one of Stassi's podcasts where she was talking about like representation in the media and like it was really really fucking bad yeah she defended herself and then they were they played the clip as if it was going to make her sound good no 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 and like 
we've heard of like just in the press or whatever we've heard of like Stasi saying awful stuff on her podcast um and like thinking about that and thinking about sitting here talking i feel like i'm so careful mm. and like i can't believe how much bullshit she gets into cuz she can edit it well she also always says you're missing the context of the full episode i mean you don't need the context of a full episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so she actually cries to Billy mm-hmm. in conversation, like before interviewing Billy, which I can only imagine if we had a guest on and I started crying before we, we started recording. You did that on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Chris just made me really nervous. Uh, so, yeah. So we're going to get more of Stassi and crying coming soon. However, we quickly bop into the fact that Sir almost burned down, which we, we reported on this podcast many moons ago. And just as we reported, Jeremy Maddox saved the day. Ariana's brother, who I'm here for. Yeah. He's like, he's like Max Vanderpump. He's like got that hardworking spirit in the same coloring as Max Vanderpump, but like with a little bit of like Tarzan. Yeah. A little shine to the veneer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. But that, I guess that requires an all-staff meeting of people who don't actually work at the restaurant mm-hmm. to know that the restaurant's closed and we're only going to have the bar por- portion open for see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you took that like past 20-second clip of me speaking and, and just play that, it makes no sense. But that's that. That's random rules. Okay. And then a producer asked Jax during a confessional, would you be sad if Sir burnt down? Jax says, nope. <laughs> I think Sir needs like a like a renovation, like a major one. A renovation. Yeah, a renovation. Um, like it looks run down from the outside. It needs to be like built up or something. Yeah. It doesn't look very Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. Like once Vanderpump really started to like start to really brand herself. Yeah. Like look at Pump, look at Vanderpump Dogs. They both have like the same sort of like look and feel. Yeah. And like Sir's like a, it's like Teddy's, it's like the inside of Teddy's beach house. Ooh, I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> okay. But before we get to that, Saucy and Lisa have a sit down about the podcast where Saucy cries a second time. Yeah, I like when Stassi cries. And Lisa says, I have known Stassi for so long, and she doesn't have a racist or... Homophobic bone in her body. But meanwhile, listen to the podcast, Lisa, which you have not done. Yeah, just like, she doesn't think about the shit that comes out of her mouth. And there's a lot of shit. Well, she she, she always tries to, like, climb a mountain and make this proclamation... How we're not really seeing like what's really going on in the world. In yeah. the world, well, she has more listeners than we do. So, <laughs> okay. So we get to the party. Jax is late. Jax and Brittany are late, but Jax is more late. So Brittany shows up first. That's fine. She gets to it. Uh, Ariana's upset because she's making so many. Pink doggies or what? What's the drink called? Pinky, pink, la- 
Pinky? Pinky. I forget what they're called. I don't know. But she's muddling. She's muddling everything. everything. She's like running around just muddling. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Max is behind the bar because there's no bartenders. Uh, Max and Pandora. Yeah, but Pandora was like... Pandora's behind the bar physically, but Max was actually working. Yeah. But when Jax eventually does show up, the fact that her two children are behind the bar is the greatest crime that has ever occurred. It's like... He Mac, that's a upgrade for know, Max. He's, he's usually busting tables. He should like be giving Jax a kiss on the cheek. I know. But poor Pandora having to pour her Pandora's rose. What's the rose? Is it does she have the sangria or the rose? Oh the sangria. I oh it's not her she's just the brand she's just the The brand ambassador. She's like the Ivanka of the Rose. Okay. The scene that made us both tear up. So, little did we know. Well, first of all, do you want to talk about what made you jump out of your chair or whatever before we get into the serious stuff, talking about guests of this party? What made me The jump special out of guest. Chair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, she, Dorit shows up on the step and repeat. We get a little Chiron. Chiron? Chiron. Chiron. Uh, Chiron. <laughs> <laughs> Of Dorit, who she is, Lisa's friend Lisa's from Beverly Hills. I was hoping we would at least like hear Dorit's voice greeting Lisa. No, we don't get that. But I did when when Dorit joined the party. I was very excited. Yeah. So like we yeah. So what housewives have we gotten on Vanderbump Rules in recent years? Hoise, Kyle, Brandy, Yolanda. Yeah, but recent years, past couple years. Well, Hoise is the same year as Brandy. No, but Hoise shows up. Like, Hoise showed up last season. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're that, right, you're right. I forgot dog about that. Thing. Like, after she left. Yeah, she's always around. Like, her and Lisa became, like, best friends mm-hmm. after she left. Um, but now Dorit. Dorit. Which also goes to the Beverly Hills conversation we'll have in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, Kevin Lee's at this party. Kevin Lee, if y'all don't remember him, is the like she 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 Beverly Hills darling party planner that Lisa hired for um, Pandora's wedding in season two, mm-hmm. um, and he's been kicking around ever since. He'll pop up at the Diamonds and Rose party. He'll Yo, pop she, up. She, at, like, she, she, that up. He obviously he's one of those like supporting characters who just loves being a part of these shows and will like whatever. But he's also like a cartoon character. And he's completely canceled. So Katie starts crying. We we first see Katie come up to Lisa, like, in tears. And we hear her say that Kevin Lee had made a comment about her weight. And then they go and show the entire thing. Yeah. And word for word. He said, like, what happened to you? You've gained a lot of weight. You need to work on it. Which was jarring. Like, I'm sorry, no man, no person should ever comment on somebody's appearance. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So, Kevin Lee is. I like it. I was livid. Yeah. Like, I was like so mad because, like, she, she looks great. And, like. Yeah. Huh. So, she recounts the story to Lisa and she's crying. And Lisa talks about how strong Katie is. And we get this video of Katie from after she fell through the skylight many Mm -hmm. years ago, 
And that's the part where I was really tearing up. Because it was so touching. Right. She's missing teeth. Her mouth is wired shut. She's got a bleeding gash. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how plastic surgeons said they could fix her scar. But she says, no, like, I want to remember it. Yeah. Which is very touching. And it's become, like, a part of her. So So we were asleep at the wheel. Someone knew about Katie's greatness all along. Yeah, so let's hear from friends of the show. P. Schlarm. Hey, y'all, it's P. Um, I was calling in as the world's only uh, Katie Maloney defender. Granted, like, I understand last season she was hot garbage and in, in many ways is always going to be hot garbage. The thing about Katie Maloney is that she's always correct in every argument that she's in, but she expresses herself in the worst way possible that makes her look like an absolute monster. And so it's hard to root for her. But this season, between everyone saying that Schwartz is a dumpster fire of a husband, and also shit like... A man is straight up, like, Kevin Lee coming out of nowhere to tell her that she is fat, and her handling it in an appropriate, healthy way. I'm just very proud of her, and I'm glad that everybody else is sort of seeing that, like, maybe she's a monster, but she's not the worst monster on the show by far. Also, is she Noel? Can someone check in on her? Um... Want to hear your thoughts. Bye. Thank you, Pishlar. Reporting live from the r- rainstorm going on outside. It heard like it was. It sounded like he was about to get hit by a car. And then I also heard. I thought he was still talking about Katie, and I heard, "Is she in a well?" <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not in a well. But Sheena is not well. Yeah, but I thought I was like, I was like, oh, does is he making a joke about her falling down a well because she fell mm, down a skylight? No, no, no. Um, so we'll continue to pray for Katie Maloney. Yeah, I think there's still hope for her and Tom. Yeah, I think they're getting better. Um, as long as Tom just doesn't get blackout. Yeah, I'm a proud Maloney sandwich. I can't believe Dan is too because. I could never see you eating uh, bologna. I would never. My mom makes fried bologna sandwiches. <laughs> so good. Okay. Uh, I did love James hobbling through West Hollywood, yelling at everyone to come, come to Come to see you next Tuesday? Yes. Or sir. Is that sir? See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. With his little backpack. His little backpack. The Schwartz triplets timidly asking... James, if they're allowed to request a song. I know. <laughs> Made my heart grow. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish we knew what song they were requesting. It was probably like LMFAO. No, I I picture it was like... What's one of those... Like Body Like a Back Road? No, like one of those country bands that has men and women. Rascal Flats. Yeah. Little Big Town. Little Big Town, yeah. <laughs> I bet they wanted some Little Big Town, right? Is Little Big Town is the one, yeah, they're the ones who uh, have that song Girl Crush. Yeah, not that song, though. I know, but I always think that the blonde one is way more into that song than the other one. Mm, okay. 
So, should we go over to Beverly Hills? No, we have one uh, more thing. What is it? So, Stasi and the and the witches having their white feminist moment, like complaining about Ariana and why is she bringing this shit up to Billy? And Stasi cries for a third time about her podcast. Mm. Three times she cried about her podcast on this episode. I'm obsessed with her crying. <laughs> I mean, it was just a lot for one episode. I could see you crying about this podcast. <laughs> We're not getting enough reviews, you guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Oh, wait, Summer House. Okay, so Summer House. You I, caught up. Sort of. Um, I watched most of the most recent episode, but I do have some things that I like about it and some things I don't like. Tell us. It feels like they have, last year, it felt very like you are leaving the summer house. You're traveling three hours. You're now in the city. Mm. It felt like very stressed like that. The way they've done like the transitions now, when they're in the city, they like bop in and they check in with people on every day of the week. Yeah. Which makes it feel less rushed. I like it, yeah. They might have done it last year, but it didn't feel like it. Um, the show seems like very accessible, but not. Wow. Like, it feels like I know these kinds of people, but mm. then they're like living this like crazy vacation life on the Hamptons with like rose all day and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, is work I- as well? Workus is not in a good place. <laughs> I think when the sisters are too far apart geographically, their bodily chemistries go awry. Mm-hmm. They need to be at the hip. Yeah. You better work a bitch. Um, but overall, I would recommend the show for anyone who likes these shows. Oh, a het would love this show. Yeah, hets love watching hets do het things. <laughs> In a hat environment. <laughs> Poor Steven. No, yeah. that's another thing. Like, uh, get this kid a fucking... Like, he he at least works somewhere on the west side of Manhattan. Where, like, you can't walk a block without hitting seven gays. Yeah, like, can he bring one along? You should go with him. No, like... Or just go to Fire Island if, like, you want to be out on the Hamptons. Yeah, but he needs a... I, feel, I fear that he doesn't have a gay friend. Should you reach out? I, I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> um, yeah, someone get him a get him a gay friend. Okay, Beverly Hills. What a thrill! I have to say, even though nothing actually happened, I was more keyed into this episode because of Beach House. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're together. Even if it's, like, a really weird-ass situation, the way this entire thing is set up. Yes. Like, even in my life where I'm, like, a chill, yada-yada person, like, we've gone on a trip to your beach house multiple Mm. times. It was never a potluck where I had to carry something. (laughs) No, I usually cooked for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even when we went, um, that one time, like, we went grocery fucking shopping. Mm. Like, they don't have grocery stores wherever... We are. Yeah, down by Shannon Bedore's house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can't gloss over the Dorit Barbie doll for $1,500. It was like a 3D printing? I love it. And then it broke immediately. Phoenix's head fell off. 
Is Phoenix the... Which one's Phoenix? The daughter. I mean, you know Jagger. Jagger, you can have ice cream for lunch. All of these people have this... Like, their kids all have I the know. same names at this point. Yeah. Speaking of which, Stormy... <laughs> we, have, we, we glossed over Stormy. But I wonder, do you think it's Stormy or is it Storm... And then Stormy is kind of like Nori, like North. No, I think it's Stormy. Isn't like the name Stormy Webster? Right? I mean, I didn't, like, do we see the birth certificate? I think like it was public. Like that was made like a public fact. No, no. I mean, Kylie posted on Instagram, like, I love you, Stormy, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of like, I love you, Nori. I think it's storm. I I'm, think it's storm. I'm just. I know. I know that might be the case, but I'm just positing an alternative possibility. Like we're at the point where like ABC News, Variety are all calling it Stormy. So like, yeah, those outlets all, do an extra bit of reporting. But that's based off of Kylie's post. I think like ABC News can't post something without doing a little bit of reporting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we go... I didn't realize there's a Beauty and Essex. In oh, I think it's new. Because they were like... a New York thing. Yeah, but I think it's new because they were like, this, air, this area used to be like a shithole. It's like they were like walking gentrification <laughs> yeah. ads. Um, so I think it's new. Um, I've never right. been to the Beauty in Essex here. Mm. I would never go to the one there. Mm. Okay. So it's... Lisa Vanderpump, Kyle, and Dorit meeting up to digest Dorit's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Slash I... Lisa wanting to like proclaim from the clouds that the case was dismissed. I have a lot of thoughts on so that. Part. Give us the thoughts. So Lisa the long and short of it is Lisa freaks out because they're focusing more on the fights that happened on the boat. Um, between Dorit and Teddy, and then every, people getting mad at Kyle for, like, having Teddy's back. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's when Lisa stormed out. Mm -hmm. I think Lisa was trying to do anything she could to make sure that it was very clear, no matter how many scenes they filmed, that this lawsuit was dismissed. But they had the full Vanderpump Dogs. I know, scene. but they don't. They don't ever know what they're yeah, going to put I in. Know, I know, I know, I know. So like, it has to be part of the drama in some way. In this way, she was guaranteed in two scenes yeah, to make it part yeah. of the drama. This came to me today. Yeah, and because I was like, why did she freak out? I see it. I see it. But like, I think she definitely wanted it to be known that her husband was dismissed. Yeah, or the charges against him. Because she's a professional. She wouldn't just storm out. Like, yeah. It's not like Lisa Vanderpump just storm out of a restaurant. It's just... This show is just co-workers. I know. It's like, I have more genuine relationships with, like, six of my co-workers. Actually, no, like, ten of my co-workers than these people who are, like, portraying friends on this reality <laughs> show. <laughs> Kyle, like, crying at dinner, too. That's her, one of her worst habits, as she noted on Watch What Happens Live. I did love... I, like... When these shows are airing at the same time, Vanderbump Rules and Beverly Hills, I'm always rooting for Lisa a little bit on Beverly Hills still. And I liked that the flashback of her at dinner with Kyle <gasps> proved her point. Oh my god. That flashback <clears throat> was jarring. When she's bringing up Ken's 
like kidney stones. And Kyle's like, oh, my agent's calling. <laughs> like with the biggest shitting grin you've ever seen. And like that paired with like Kyle's behavior on Watch What Happens Live when like questions were like, oh, which one of your co-stars is like more, most different when you're not re- filming. And Bethany gave an honest answer and Kyle tried to play like this like, <laughs> like coy little thing. It's like, Kyle, like go away. Mm. Go film American Woman. I know you have four shows in production. Go you don't tend need this to one, one of those. <sighs> okay. Um, we can just bop into Lisa Renna for a second. I do Lisa Renna antics in terms of returning to her soap life. Give us more of. I'm fine with it. I'm liking. I like sitting around the kitchen table with Lisa Rinna, like, going through her papers and her scripts. Like, I'm all for it. <laughs> yes. Her kids don't want to drive. There's a Tesla on the way. Her, uh, one of the daughters is getting a, is getting the same procedure that Ramona talks about getting all the time. Uh, like, non-surgical facelift. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, a daughter is getting <laughs> That's what she said on the show. I'm pretty sure that uh, Ramona Singer has gone to Dr. Sharon Geezy mm. and gotten that same non-surgical face. So, you know who actually did get it? Jill Zarin. Season four. Mm. She talked about it. I would like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but you're also not a 17-year-old. <laughs> Amelia is a baby hustler in the making. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did love when... Erica and Lisa were on their way down to Orange County. Mm-hmm. And they call Lisa Renna. <laughs> Lisa Renna gets so amped up on there being drama. <laughs> and Vanderbump says, Renna's going to hop on a bus. I would have loved here. to see that. And bring that uh, wardrobe stylist, the costume designer, with you. <laughs> Her Mickey. <laughs> so, yeah, someone tweeted that. It was funny. I forget who did it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'd give them credit. But they probably don't listen to this. So, who cares? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we're we're all like... Showing up to the beach house separately. Erica walking in and saying, this is gorgeous. <laughs> when they zoomed out and showed the house and like the house was almost getting, being eaten by the two houses next to it. Yeah. So this house reminded me of a house my entire extended family would rent if we're going to like the beach to like not stay in like a very nice house like just like like, tear it up just like pile on top of each other whatever like her like i'm sorry not to focus on the glasses but her stemless wine glasses needed to be polished or something there were like finger marks on them like when they were just sitting on the counter um you made a you did a tweet about the wall-to-wall carpeting i mean wall-to-wall carpeting number one are we on vanderpump rules it's like number two in a beach house the only place you can get away with a wall-to-wall carpeting in any home to me is, like, in a bedroom of, like, in, a yeah. nice home. Where Take your shoes off before you go in the bedroom. Yeah. But in a beach house, you're going to get sand stuck everywhere. And especially that beach house where it's, like, literally on, on the, the beach. beach. Yeah. There's no, like, uh, what's it, what's it called where you can wash off your feet? A little zhuzhur? Yeah. <laughs> a zhuzhur. I mean, while they're filming the scene and the plug-in air conditioner is buzzing about right in front of them. And they were, like, all, like, sweating and balmy. 
<laughs> it's like when, when we record over the summer and we can't turn the air conditioner on because it's too loud <laughs> for us to record. It was just like, oh. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just awful. And then like to then go there and have everyone and then start eating like food that people brought in their hot cars like an hour and a half. And just like Dorit's mom made is just like disgusting. And now on the beach we have a mishmash of chairs. It's like one chair of every color. And like, I feel like you don't see the Beverly Hills women like actively drinking. Like, like you, there's always drinks around, Mm -hmm. right? But you don't see them actively drinking. But I kept on noticing, like, especially like Vanderpump, like kept on sipping. Vanderpump seemed a little loosey goosey. And it's like she. She's never been in a situation like this where it's like she has to deal with with wall-to-wall carpeting. I mean, when was the last time these women all filmed a scene together where they have been together for more than two hours? Right, or where they have a night ahead of them where they're going to have to sleep there. And we learn in the previews, Erica pulled a Marlo Hampton <laughs> and snuck away in the middle of the night. And then, like, it's going to become a whole other thing because... Ugh, all these fights. It's going to become a thing because she had her period. And, like, she alludes to that in the... You didn't hear that? No, I, I'm just doing the math in my head. Well, just, like, it's going to be like, kind of like another panty gate because that's, like, so personal and all that shit. So, mm. I don't know. But I will say, putting them in Teddy's, like, home really did open up something different we haven't seen from them, which I did appreciate. It, it brought me to life. And then, <laughs> when Camille showed up, it's time for your weekly Camille segment. <laughs> She's here, queers. And oh like, my god. Camille, after the fact, trying to pick fights with Teddy, I mean not Teddy, Dorit, at every corner, like online, or like sitting in the audience of Watch What Happens Live, like, where were you four <laughs> months ago when they were filming and you could have actually done something? What happened to that season one spirit, Camille? Like, um, she's doing podcasts, like, trying to talk about Dorit. It's like, come on. I agree. And that's that. And that's the gospel truth. Um, we didn't have an Atlanta this week. But we gave you enough Atlanta conversation yeah. earlier. Um, is anything new starting next week? We don't have a new Housewives announced. Uh, we do have, by the time next week's episode is recorded, we'll probably have four Celebrity Big Brother episodes under oh, yeah. our, our belt. So I'm sure we'll like have something to say about that. Apparently, though, the the gossip is... There's an all-women alliance spearheaded by Omarosa. And Are they already in the house? They've been in the house for a week, apparently. And the other thing is, there's six women and five guys. So if there's an all-women alliance, they're already at an advantage. Thank the fuck God, because the big thing about a Big Brother in general is they always kick off the women first. Yeah. And like the women are who we're interested in. Yeah. And that makes sense because it was supposed to be five guys, five women, but they added Omarosa. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Julie Chen was on some show talking about it and they were like, she was like, well, when you get Omarosa, Mm -hmm. there are no rules so we can just add someone else. Okay. So our freak of the week this week, not sure if you caught this. If you have a little DVR situation, you might've missed it. There's a commercial on Bravo. 
where they show a couple watching Vanderpump Rules and it's Tom and Katie's wedding and the guy starts crying and the little catchphrase is... Well, first of all, you're being heteronormative and saying the guy starts crying. Straight couple watching Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, two hats. (laughs) (laughs) And the catchphrase is... Straight people are going to stop listening. (laughs) No, No. are are you guys offended? No, right? (laughs) And... The catchphrase is, real men watch Bravo. What the hell am I? It's like, we don't know. A fake man? Um, This is like the fucking, like, Andy Cohen needs Michael Rappaport to, like, validate his fucking programming. Enough is enough. It's like, first of all, that guy gets in Twitter fights with people, makes up fake Twitter accounts for his, like, Son? son or some shit. He's awful. We don't need... Validation. Validation to know that we've been watching these shows for how many years now? Friggin... For like 10 years. 11 years. 11 years. 12 years. I think I've been watching around 10. Queer Eye was on Bravo (gasps) like 20 years ago. I can't wait. Tonight, it's back. The reviews are in. It looks so good. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's like actually really amazing. Karamo from Real World Philadelphia... Is on it. Yeah, and then if you guys like that Gay of Thrones thing, have you heard of Gay of Thrones? It's like a I've parody. heard of it, but I don't know. The guy who does that is also on it. But like New York Times raved about it. Mm-hmm. New York Times. Sheree yeah. Whitfield was a New York Times crossword <laughs> clue <laughs> today. There you go. So, Freak of the Week, real one, real, real one. Real men watch Bravo? Nuh uh, honey. Only fake men watch it. Um, so, can we do. Our one true queen and just play the audio. Yes. Let's turn it over to the audio. And you know what? It's okay to be gay and a little feminine. Just be you. Just be you. Just be you. Just be you. That was Ramona Singer doing like, what was that? It's it's Cameo. I think Cameo.com where you, where, where for instance... Leanne Locken wrote us a message. Yeah. Where you could just pay these housewives anywhere between $20 to $60, $70 to record you a message. I mean, someone was clearly trolling Ramona Singer. Because <laughs> Ramona hasn't been known. Not a known advocate. Yeah. She, remember, she didn't show up on that, uh, on the bridge. That's true. Uh, but you know what? Time has passed. Maybe her heart has changed. Remember she had that gay friend? <laughs> she had like a gay husband like during the downturn of Mario and Ramona. It, it was like when Luann was having that event at Birdland and Mario wanted to like practice his singing so he could perform at it. Mm-hmm. The gay husband was around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay to be gay and a little effeminate. A little feminine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like... Sign me up for both. Yeah. Uh, so we applaud Ramona's growth. She's our one true queen. And that's it for this week. Um, so please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. We want to hear from you. Yeah, subscribe if this is your first time bopping in. You um, could find us on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Come Through Queen. You'll find us real easy. Yeah, join the Facebook group. Great conversations happening there. Yeah. 
There's um, some great Animorphs posts of <laughs> of uh, Thorgy Thor into the Babadook, mm-hmm. of the boy from Malcolm in the Middle into Trixie Mattel. Yes. And a lot more great content. And uh, Teresa Giudice into... Her children. But the that youngest my, one. That, that was my post. I didn't want to like, promo my own post. Um, <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at Come Through Queen Podcast. You can find Dan at IDKIDK and me at NotBrendan, both on Twitter. And we love to hear from you as well. So give us a call at 717-47-FREAK. Please keep your message to one topic so we can properly address it. Yeah. Um, so... We have another Drag Race episode coming up real quick. So if you tune into that, uh, send us a question regarding that, and we will address that as well. Yes. So like, comment, subscribe, pressure, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you this weekend. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. 